0: Oh come on, man, this guy he can't hit for shit, you know? He just doesn't know what the hell he's doing.
1: I'm telling you, it, w- it wasn't that. The, the, the pitcher's just really good.
0: Yeah, well, the pitcher, I don't know. He's just, the coach doesn't know what the fuck he's saying either, but either way, uh, should we tell him what this podcast is about, really? <laughs> Do you think they really need to know? Uh, it's been 112 episodes. All right, you tell him.
1: <laughs> All right, fine. Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, punks, overzealous teachers big-titted nurses fighting gonutaku them and hello shotgun listener discretion is advised Episode one twelve. Welcome to Apocalypse Paradise.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger View. This is your Hosan and this is Cal. Hey, how you guys doing today? Pretty, Pretty good. good I'm hoping. Beat you to it. I beat didn't do you to it. it. <laughs> you did it. You did it. You beat me to it. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's another episode of the Spark and Monger View. And yes, as since Cal's here, we have. The co-host again, yes, after our insanely long episode 110 and that very absurdly strange 111, which I w- should have waited for Cal for, actually, but, well, you know, that episode had to be released, so.
1: that's yeah, it's
0: alright. I'm trying to keep things on time now that we've evened out, and, well, hopefully Cal will be able to, well, he's not going to be here for a couple of weeks, because apparently you're going on vacation again.
1: Yeah, I definitely get around, put it that way. Hey, I have time off work and I, I intend to use it.
0: So is your passport filled yet?
1: Not yet, but I'm working on it.
0: Yes, and that one place that you told me about which you won't tell them because they'll get angry, I am already shaking my fist at you angrily for. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's that one's my little secret.
0: Yes, it is. So either way, for those you who don't know, spark a side that provides information and views about manga. Every episode, we'll talk about a different manga, one or two, or however many reviewers we have in there, and we'll talk about the manga, give you some information about it, if it's good, if it's not good, how the art is, how the characters are, and why the jacket copy is either bullshit or it's true. And this makes it so that you can actually go to a bookstore informed enough to say, hey, this manga title, it's worth buying, or this manga title, I should light it on fire and run away from the store before the cops get me. <laughs> and uh, I've heard we're kind of entertaining a little bit. I mean 112 episodes plus our sister podcast the spark and movie review is up to yeah what are we up to on the movie review uh number 18 actually which was released on Saturday that is the army of darkness podcast
1: wow 18 already it seems going fast
0: yeah well that's how it is we try and release as fast as we can it's pretty cool I mean what are we gonna say I mean it's just completely what the fuck I mean, we're working hard, we're pushing it, and you can check us out at www.spyrekin.com.
1: And what's the new URL for the forums?
0: Oh, yes. Spyrekin.darkbb.com, and that is http colon slash slash com. And join in and rant at us and read Cal's very interesting questions about phone video games
1: hey, you know what, I'm just trying to get get some uh, some conversation started on this forum. We need these people to, to actually join the forum and start talking. feel like talking to each other. Might as well just
0: do an episode if we're going to talk to each other. Is still missing, which I'm surprised at, because he was a pretty ad- adamant person on the podcast, and on, on the forum. Who's that? Big Rick. Maybe he's still posting, trying to post on the old forum, mm-hmm. looking around and, and just looking at his screen. I like what Art said. He's probably masturbating to horse porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, who knows? Who knows? You can also email us at spyrokin at gmail.com, dot zan at com, cal spyrokin at gmail.com. Or you can email each of our individual co-hosts at their links on the profile page. I'm actually going to be redesigning it to make it look kind of cool. I'm thinking we should go with a prison motif. Like, it has our profile, and then us looking forward, and then a bunch of information about us. And we should actually try to attempt to be
1: thrown in prison when we actually take these photos. So, that'll be... We can have an episode leading up to it.
0: Also, there's Deke's question, which is, we should make it like, uh... SNK versus Capcom or Capcom versus Marvel, we have the screen of all of us together, and you can click on each picture, and it shows all the information.
1: Oh, that's a cool idea.
0: But that's a little bit too hard for me to program because my skills aren't that great.
1: Actually, you know what? Speaking of of Marvel versus um, Marvel versus Capcom three, officially has a release date now, and uh, I have to admit, I was looking forward to this game a lot. But now I'm kind of, you know, losing interest in it. And something I heard kind of, you know, bothered me. If you pre-order the game, apparently, you're going to get early access to exclusive characters that will later be released online as downloadable content. And I just don't like the way, the direction this is going in. We're going to end up getting, like, a fighting game... And then you're gonna pay sixty bucks for for the game, and then if you but you if you want every freaking character, then you're gonna go online and pay extra fee to get other character I mean I think that's such a fucking ripoff. That that just bothered me a lot. So I'm not gonna say I'm gonna boycott the game, but I was even before I read that I was leaning more towards maybe not buying it, just kinda renting it and giving it a shot. But now, you know, I don't know I don't know if I'll even buy it now.
0: Well, the thing is, once I show that Zero is going to be in the game, I'm very interested in getting this game, and, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see. When I played it at New York Comic Con, which you still should have gone to, maybe next year, okay. I like the I like the gameplay of it, and I definitely am interested in playing more of it. We'll see what happens. I still have, like, six games to go through, and if you want to check those out, definitely look at the forum. I actually posted a bunch of information about the different games I want to get and also the games I'm currently playing, And unfortunately, since, well, me and Cal are doing this over Skype, he wasn't able to stop by to play one game, which I wanted to have a conversation with him about, but that's neither happening, and since we've already segued into news, we should start off with some of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually have manga news again. Yes, we're back to doing manga news, so can you fucking believe it? So, the big one right now is that, well, we'll go from Saturday on. So first big one is that well, well actually there's not much news there's only, uh, what is it big thing is that, first off is that Dragon Ball SD is going to be a spin-off series that's going to be printed in December, so more Dragon Ball hooray
1: uh, you know what, this is a series I just never saw the appeal to this at all, back when we were in you know in high school I guess, which is X number of years ago, I'm not going to reveal, but this was really popular on TV, and I just watched it, and and I just couldn't understand why people liked this. I don't know. It's just not my thing, I guess.
0: Well, a lot of people liked it because it was, a, one, it was an action series, and the other reason was it was a, a reinterpretation of Journey to the West, which I went into a little bit in the last episode. That's a, It's an ancient Chinese story, but... Either way, it's too much Dragon Ball. It's been done for years. Why are they making an SD manga? I don't want to see super-deformed Vegeta and super-deformed Goku fighting or turning into a super-deformed giant monkey. It's just kind of, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of super-deformed stuff, anyway. I, I may have mentioned this on the on the podcast previously, but
0: I don't know. Not my thing. What else? Amazon has listed the Sacred Blacksmith manga from Tokyo Pop. Uh, apparently it's been picked up again so that's kind of cool Sacred Blacksmith is a very dry series but you know at least we're getting something at least you know because the whole premise is it's in this fantasy world after takes place after a huge giant war destroyed the land and the main character is this female knight who meets this blacksmith and he saves her and then the whole thing is that she wants him to make her a sword and this whole blah happens it's a, it was based on a light novel it's kind of interesting, but it's more girl powery. Um, it looks interesting, but like I said, it was a very dry read, the the light novel. So, not really gonna get into it too much. Next one is the fact that this one's very interesting. Now, as we, as I said last episode, which Cal didn't hear, but I'll get into it with him. A thirty-seven Japanese publishers decided to launch a North American manga portal website, so you could look at mangas online, something which a lot of scanlators were doing, and they said, hey, we don't like this. You're stealing from us. They stopped doing it. Now they're saying they want to make a manga portal, right?
1: So, is, it, is this along the lines of, like, what um, DC and Marvel are doing, where they distribute their their comics uh, digitally?
0: Well, that's what they originally wanted to do, but there's no word really on They just have a bunch of people, Shogakukan, Ko- Kodansha, are joining it. However... One of my personal favorite authors, a lot of people think I'm insane for liking him, but Ken Akamatsu, the creator of Nagima and Love Hina, has decided as of Monday that he's creating a JComi website that's going to print, that's going to show out-of-print manga for free. For free? And that's, it's going to be PDFs, and I actually think that's Brilliant. I like it. It's for free, and, and the, the
1: the news article says uh, no DRM on that, which is so cool.
0: And Ken Akamatsu, even though he does, I know, like he's the one of the harem kings, I like his work, and I think that's really cool. Um, I, I mean,
2: we,
1: this goes back into stuff that we've talked about before. I mean, if the if the manga's out of print, nobody's making money off this anymore. I mean, if they have if the the, the people who own the rights to this, the companies don't have any. Um, any plans to, to release this this manga later down the road I mean why not give it for free it's the same thing you know we got into with uh, with the emulator discussion a while back
3: yeah
0: no so it's pretty much well whatever's going to happen is going to happen and we'll see hopefully it works out for Akamatsu and then he brings it over here and we can get more free stuff
1: do you want to see manga being distributed digitally even the stuff that's, uh, that's to pay similar to like What DC and Marvel are doing? Well, I think those have been—that's been pretty successful for them, hasn't it?
0: Well, eventually, once I get a digital item, maybe. But for right now, I prefer books. Well, I still prefer books, but I would—I would pay for it. I would. Yeah,
1: I I mean, the world's going digital, man. I mean, it—it's that's—that's just the way it is. There's always going to be a place for the physical media, but I think you're really going to broaden your audience if you—if you go digital. And manga's perfect for it, and it really is, I mean, it's proven that that it works um, well with American-style comics, and I would say that American-style comics are typically, you know, a little bit, they're more involved, the art and stuff like that, than stuff that I typically see in manga, so if it works for
0: American-style comics, then it's gonna work fine for manga, too. And the last news we have for manga and anime is just a little thing which I find interesting. Now, last episode I talked about the fact that's, that uh, Funimation's newest acquisition from Madhouse, Summer Wars, has been nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, which I hope it wins. I doubt it's going to win against Toy Story. But they're having a limited uni- United States theatrical release. And the dates are up and locations are up. So, if you go... December 3rd through 8th, and you live in Chicago, Illinois, it's going to be at the Cisco Film Center. December 10th through 16th, it's going to be in LA at the AMC Corvina 30. December 24th through 30th, it's going to be in San Francisco in the Landmark Bridge Theater. December 29th through January 4th, which means I have to figure out when I'm going to go see it. It's going to be in New York City in the IFC Center. Uh, January 5th through 12th it's going to be in Boston January 7th through 13th it's going to be in Denver, January 7th through 13th it's also going to be in Santa Fe, makes no sense but January 14th through 20th LA, January 21st through 27th, Philadelphia January 23rd through February 3rd, Honolulu and January 28th through February 3rd in Seattle, Washington those are random all over the place so, but hopefully it might get picked up over here. I, I want to see this movie because I saw a part of it and it looked amazing. And it, everyone says it's a really good movie. Mm. Do you think it's fair for,
1: for computer animated movies to compete with uh, traditional animated movies?
0: Well, this is a mixture of A and B, so I think it would be... You well, know, Honestly, D- it's a Disney film for Toy Story. I think that everyone's like, oh, Disney, let's not look at anything else. Yeah. I saw some of the movies on the list for, uh... I was nominated. And to be honest with you... Hey, come on, let's face
1: it. Nothing's gonna... That Toy Story's gonna blow everything away. I didn't even see Toy Story, and, I mean... It's... I, even I know it's just gonna kill everything else.
0: Yeah, I could go and try and defend things, but honestly... Yeah, Toy Story will kill them all. It sucks, but that's what's gonna happen. Okay, now on to some other little news now as i well i'm going to keep my favorite thing for last so into other news now for movies they're making a little red riding hood why i have no fucking clue but they're making a little red riding
1: hood you know what else they're making and i have the same thing why i have no fucking clue and i this may be old news but i just found out about it like this week um another planet of the apes prequel Why? Why are they doing that? First of all, five movies and a TV series and then the reboot that they did with Mark Wahlberg. That makes six movies and a TV show. That's not enough? And if it's going to be a prequel, does that mean that it's going to be in the same continuity as the the five, I guess, original films and the TV series? Because if that's the case, I mean, they kind of... Anybody who's familiar with that series knows that they kind of went full circle pretty much in that. I mean, how can you do a prequel out of that?
0: Honestly, I don't know. All I know is that it's not going to be the same cuz Heston will not be in the film. So, I am like, well, Heston's not in the film, but but
1: you know, if it's a prequel, then what are they being what are they prequeling to? Are they pre- doing a prequel to
0: the Mark Wahlberg movie? God no, I hope not. Ugh, ah, whatever.
1: This is my little my little rant.
0: No, I agree. It's going to be, well, who knows? We'll see what happens. With you know what
1: I hate to admit though, what they're gonna get my money.
0: Yeah, they are
1: because I I'm a Planet of the Apes kind of fanboy, and you know they're gonna get my money. And apparently with the with the movie decisions that I've been making recently, uh, I give my money away because I went and I paid for not only my ticket, but I also paid for my cousin, and we watched Skyline, which is pretty much one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life
0: and that's why i didn't want to see it cuz i don't like those post apocalyptic crap movies and it looked like post apocalyptic no. crap well i like i like post apocalyptic crap
1: but this was this was alien invasion not post apocalyptic and i like both 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 genres but this was just it was just fail all
0: around it was a terrible movie was it because the main character is that useless guy who's just he always plays a douchebag in every movie he's in uh, well, that that didn't help because he's
1: really, first of all, he's not he's not a movie star. He's not a strong actor in any. He's at best he's a supporting guy on a TV show. Uh, I don't want to see him in my movies. I'm sorry, but you know it had David Zayas, who I like him from Dexter, but he, he couldn't save the movie for me. It was it was terrible. The 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 plot, the script, it's like. I, I can't even. You know, I don't even want to get into it. It was just so bad. I mean, maybe, maybe we'll we'll blast it on the movie review.
0: Oh uh, yeah, whenever spo- spoil the shit out of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so other news because I'm gonna I'm keeping away from it. Well, today, keeping away from what? The, what I mentioned earlier? No, no, no. That we have to talk about. Yes, we're gonna talk uh, about because okay. you know I'm I'm a I'm a nut for that. You know I am. Yeah. Okay. I have some. No, we all do. We all do. Hold on. We'll get to it. Okay. Next, it's this is being released a week after Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows came out and I know that hope is insane in seeing it twice, now to be honest with you I'm this film, I don't think I think it's going to be okay, not great it's part of the book which I hate the most because it's long and boring And anyway, I'll give you it on the review of Deathly Hallows, but people were already insane it has the highest pre-orders ever because everyone want to see the la- the first part of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, the first part of it. I mean, come on, they should have just made one five hour movie and been done with it. It was not, you know. No, they can't do that. Nobody's gonna sit. Nobody's gonna
1: sit through a movie for that long. I mean, Return of the King pushed their pushed their luck with uh, with movie audiences, and that was what three and a half.
0: Oh, so they're trying to avoid that, so that's why they're splitting it in half.
1: Well, it's also a big cash grab, too. I mean, think about it; you get people to pay twice. You have a point. But people, you know, don't. and think, and that means not only pay
0: twice for the for the, the movie ticket, but the DVDs. You know, mm, you have a point. You have a point. But all right, so we'll get closer to it. Let's go into, say, comic book movies. Now, first okay. off, uh, the sequel to Wolver- X Men Origins Wolverine has a title. It is going to be just the Wolverine.
1: What do they think that, they, you know, they, they 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 taking their cue from. Uh... From what they did with Dark Knight?
0: I think it could work. I think it can, because the thing is they have a better director, and the actors weren't the problem with Origins Wolverine. We'll get into that in that episode. So here, here's my here's my take on it. I mean, I
1: heard that I read this news also, and I heard that it's not going to be in the in the same continuity as X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's just gonna kinda be I don't want to say like a reboot, but it's like a standalone thing. Are, are they just going to not acknowledge anything that happened? Well, they have to acknowledge in... some aspects of it. They have to acknowledge that he had it. A... Or is he, he just going to, I mean, is it just going to be like, here's Wolverine played by Hugh Jackman. Uh, we're not going to explain anything about his backstory because you know it. And that's...
0: And Lee Shriver is going to be in a, a saber because Lee Shriver was awesome as Sabretooth. So
1: He's going to be in this too? I didn't hear that.
0: Well, it's, he's, they're trying to get him into it. I hope he is because he was a good sabretooth. Yeah, he was alright. But but again, that's for that episode. He didn't have the saber tooth look, but I guess. Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that in that episode, which a lot of people were waiting for us to hear, because Goob finally did that. He did a two parter with Last Stand and Origins, and I'm surprised he did that. But anyway, so next, um, technically not a comic book movie, but Tron Legacy. They showed a clip which I saw two months ago. They finally released it, which had. Um, the main character, Sam, getting prepared for being in the games by the Sirens, and also showed the MP3 programs, which I thought was kind of brilliant. Tron, I'm definitely waiting for. What's the deal with
1: Tron? I mean, I've never seen the original, and I, there's just so much hype for this movie in like the geek community that it makes me feel like I need to go see the original one and then kind of get excited for
0: this. Well, we're going to do the Tron episode coming up so you'll watch it and then you'll see what it is and for the 80s it was like the first film to have real CG and it was a pretty inventive film really trippy but okay okay, back to real comic book stuff next one is the fact that Captain George Stacy has been picked for the new Spider-Man reboot oh I've read this I'm happy about it actually Dennis Leary as Captain Stacy I don't know though because I I pictured him as an older guy gray hair and not a uh, I hate to say it but an asshole. He's an asshole. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Hey, you know what? Dennis Lear is actually a pretty good actor though. I mean anybody who's seen Rescue Me, you know, he's pretty good in that. From from a guy that went from stand up to being acting, I mean he's good. And he's been in other stuff too. It's not just Rescue Me, but you know. That's what he's that's what I, I identify him most with these days just from from that. But um Oh, and the uh, the crack commercials
2: from when we were younger. Yep.
1: All right. uh, I don't know. That sounds pretty good to me. I mean, what what's um? I'm not familiar with the comic character. So, what's the personality like on this guy?
0: He is just an overprotective. He's a he's a cop who takes his cop his his job more importantly than his daughter. Yet he loves his daughter, and he appreciates the fact that there is a civilian who he already knows who the civilian is, who's taking it upon himself to help the police out and to fight these super criminals. And when something happens to him, it's a very traumatic experience in the hero's life and his daughter's life. His daughter blames the hero, even though she doesn't realize that she's dating the hero. So it's kind of... Wait a minute, wait a minute.
1: So is, um... Does, does he know who, he, who Spider-Man is? Yeah, he
0: does, and he condones it, even though it's kind of... Really? Okay. So how does he know his identity? Uh, He figured it out over time. Alright. That's kind of cool. I'm happy about that news. I like Dennis Leary. Yeah, so either way, get into the part we've all been waiting for and you know what I'm talking about. We're talking about the Green Lantern Trail which was released. Yep. So what did you think of it?
1: Let's start with that.
0: Okay. First off, I have I downloaded it three times on the computer, once in HD, once for my iPod, and I made a little CD. <laughs> I, so I, I take it you like the trailer. Okay. Overall, we're gonna I'm not gonna break it down the trailer because you've probably seen the trailer already. All of you who's listening. Pretty much, I like the trailer. I like the design. The only thing I had a little issue with was when you see him in front of Pie Face, put on the the suit for the first time, and he's like, wow, can you believe it? Because it looked really fake there. Besides that, the movie looks really fucking cool and looks pretty good, even though he's a little more of a, of a like, playboy than I expected Hal Jordan to be. I like it.
1: See, and I don't know, I I kind of I have my fingers crossed with this movie now. I'm a little bit skeptical, because after seeing the trailer, I don't know, I got kind of a I don't know a very weird vibe off of it. It doesn't seem like I don't know if cheesy is the right word. Like it doesn't look cheesy. It looks kind of cool at the same time, but it I feel like it's um I can't quite put my finger on it. But there's there's just something that that it didn't do it for me. The trailer. I don't know why. I mean, I'm obviously gonna see this movie no matter what, but I don't know. Maybe it was the tone that the 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 tone of the trailer was very light and. And I, I don't know, maybe a little bit too light, but... I don't know, the, the CG didn't really do it for me, I mean, they didn't really show off much of, uh... Maybe a lot of the effects aren't done yet, but they didn't show off much of his, uh... His using the ring. And I'm still not s- completely sold on the suit. The, the you know, the, the, the design of the suit. I guess I'm just gonna have to get over it, because
0: it is what it is, but... Kilowog looked kinda cool, though. Kilowog looked awesome, Tomore looked good, Sur looked awesome, and Sinestro looked awesome. And Oa looks great. So that sold me right there. But the thing was, I like the fact that when... Not like that last scene of the suit when he's saying, oh, I'll go look for trouble. That looked bad. But him when he's like, when um, it shows Hector Hammond scream out Hal and it shows the the close-up, that looked really good. So maybe they're just fine-tuning the suit and the graphics. But I think it could be really good. And I really... I, I also got that same, like,
1: Playboy vibe off of it. I mean... What, why did they, they make him like that? I mean, I'm comparing it to, you know, the most recent retelling of the origin, which is a Green Lantern First Flight, the animated movie. And, you know, he had a sense of humor, but you, he never came off as, as being like that playboy type in that movie.
0: Well, he never really was a playboy type. He was
1: just... So, a... Why are they doing that in this one? I mean, they... they are they trying to just cash in on Ryan Reynolds' uh, sex appeal, or
0: that's probably why? I mean, I like the fact that they're the fact that he's trying to flirt with Carol, and Carol's like, I don't give a shit, you're a piece of shit, because that was always their relationship originally—that she hated him and he was in love with her. So we can see what happens with it. I hope it does. Like I said, I hope it really does good. I got my finger crossed. It might be really good. It might be. It's made by the guy who did The Rocketeer, and he did a pretty good job. So, see here here's my here's my also
1: one last thing about it is i really i really want this movie to do well not only because i happen to like green lantern but i think that this is a very 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 important movie for dc i think green lantern is is exactly the type of character where they're kind of like dipping their toe in the water and seeing seeing if they want to keep going making the movies like like what marvel's doing because obviously you've got you've got Batman, which is hugely successful. You got Superman. Superman Returns. You know, maybe didn't get the the, the you know the response they wanted, but they're still doing the the other Superman movie in 2013, and you know that's going to make them money. But here comes Green Lantern, who's he's very popular, but he's not mainstream popular. Go talk to some random person on the street and ask him before you know before all this hype came out ask them if they knew who the green lantern was and i'd be surprised if they said yes obviously people like us comic fans are very familiar but do you think that you know the average person knows the green lantern and yeah, i think the flash has more mainstream uh, popularity than green lantern does
0: well we have a uh, uh, argument because because also remember DJ Green Lantern brings a lot of notoriety to it. People are looking at him because of DJ Green Lantern. Who's very famous, DJ. but Again, that's that's picking. Uh, I think this this
1: that, this a this a big movie for DC. I mean, if if Green Lantern tanks, then I think that's going to kill potential for a lot of other projects that that DC's got in the pipeline. If it on, on the contrary though. If it's successful and makes a lot of money, not only can we get some some sequels to this, but I think then they will be like, all right, let's let's try to do some of the other characters, and and maybe it might lead to a Justice League movie one day.
0: I don't know, but well, we'll it, see what I happens. I think this movie is a big deal. I agree, it will do, but it looks a lot better than a lot like Jonah Hex. It looks a lot better than it looks a lot better than Ghost Rider. It looks a lot better than Catwoman. So it's not going to mean that the lower echelon. It looks a lot better than. I don't even count. I don't
1: even count Catwoman and Steel as you know the. And that's kind of like before. You know these movies got taken seriously. I know Catwoman is more recent, but. You know.
0: Did Did DC even put their logo on that? Actually, they did. And oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay, Mr. Cal, I've just got an email, and it's for something, speaking of DC. Um, okay, now I want to mention some names to you, tell me if you've ever heard of them. First one is Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Why does that ring a bell to me? Uh, the social network? I didn't see it. Neither did I, so I don't know who he is. But okay, next one, Joe Manganiello from True Blood. Who does he play on True Blood? I'm not good with. I don't know,
1: but this is. Hold on, let me let me let me just Google it real quick. Take two seconds.
0: Joe M A. How do you spell it? M-A-N-G-A-N-I-E-L-O-O. I... Joe,
1: who are you? Oh, this guy. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, and last. For those
0: of you playing the home game, he played Alcide in True Blood season three. Okay, and the last one is Ian. Summerhald from the Vampire Diaries.
1: I haven't. It's I haven't, Summerhalder. Yep. Okay, so he was also on Lost. Okay, as he
0: played Boone on Lost. Okay, wait. On... What do you think about those two actors? The third one, Army Hammer, is A R M I E Hammer. Hold on, A R M I E I
1: E Hammer. Uh. Okay, I, I don't think I've seen this guy in anything else. So, but what do you th- I'm familiar enough with with the other
0: two though. But what do you think about these two these three actors? Looking at them,
1: nothing about. Uh oh, the first image that came up for uh, for Army Hammer is like him photoshopped next to a picture of Batman. Don't tell
0: me there. Damn it! It spoiled it already. So I will just get into it. Potentials for the new Superman movie. Superman?
1: Mm-hmm. So those three are, are in a running to play, to play Superman? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go with the, the third name you listed, the guy from Vampire Diaries and Lost. Don't even fucking consider it. What are you, fucking out of your minds? That guy for Superman? What the fuck is that? The guy who played Alcide. I mean, he's definitely... <sighs> he's definitely got the body I mean if they want to go with like the super super ripped muscular Superman he's definitely got that body and he's a decent enough actor but I'm not sure if you know he's kind of got more of the like like the like the dumb jock look than than the Clark Kent look I mean I know he's an actor he can probably you know pull it off but I just don't picture him like that I don't know, and the the other guy, Army Hammer. I mean, I just don't see it. I don't know. I don't, I'm not seeing it.
0: That's the current casting rumors. Yep, just released ten minutes ago.
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm not happy with those three. I mean, I hope it's n- none of those three
0: personally. But yeah, all of us are kind of stressed out. With the that. other
1: the other person that, that I've heard kicked around, but I think it's really more of a rumor than anything else, is uh, John Hamm from uh, Mad Men I doubt that but uh, I mean it doesn't even seem like he wants to do it in the interviews and stuff so whatever he wouldn't necessarily be a bad choice but you know he doesn't even seem like he gives a shit about the project so if you're not gonna if you're not gonna at least show enthusiasm in an interview why would why would me as the director
0: hire you then yeah, so I think that's going to be kind of a waste. Looks like it might be a little bit... Well, we'll see what happens, but... Alright, so I think we've procrastinated long enough. We've talked about... I mean, there's other things we could talk about, like the Silent Hill 2, the fact he's been released out of prison, so they're making the Silent Hill 2, but we'll save that for another episode. Let's get on with it. Why would they it. make a sequel to that?
1: Did that even make money? It
0: did. I mean, I guess it made money if they're making a sequel, but... But either way, so let's get on with it. So... Either way, you're not you're here, to, besides us listening to news, you're here to listen to us talk about manga. So, let's go with, since you've been missing a wall for a while, what, what did you spin on the Wheel of Manga last we heard?
1: Okay, so those of you who remember the Moe episode, which is one of my favorite episodes, at the end of that episode, I spun the Wheel of Manga, and I got Rookies, which is, at the time, I, you know... I I reacted, the way I reacted, and you know now that I've gotten a chance to read it, we'll we'll see if uh, if I was just or not. So you know that's it, rookies. I okay. so, um, guess I'll get into it then.
2: All right.
1: So okay, so rookies. I'm going to butcher this poor guy's name, but written by Masanori Morita. You said it right in, in Spanish one way. You said it right. <laughs> I said it it with a Spanish style uh. But it's, yes, Masanori Morita You said it right, so (laughs) Good, alright It's a shonen um, In Shonen Jump Its um, original run was from 98 to 2003 24 volumes There was um, a TV series A uh, a drama series I'm guessing that means live action and not uh, anime series Yeah Which was Um I don't know. Relatively short-lived, unless this is kind of standard thing for uh, for Japanese uh, dramas from April to July of the same year. Well,
0: um, how many episodes?
1: It says eleven plus a special. Well,
0: that's kind of standard. That's standard. It's,
1: it's kind of I mean, here that would be like a like a one season thing, and, and that's it. Yeah, but but they. I they think, go you know, you know I, I know they have a different. Eight, so. Yeah, they have a different uh, style over there. So, and then there was a live-action film, um, which I think. Uh, From what I read ties up the the series So yeah so that's it so I guess I'll get into it so what is what is rookies so When I originally spun the wheel of manga and got this I was just coming off my moe uh, Experience for lack of a better word And uh, I reacted I guess rather negatively to spinning this Um I think I, com- I called it, uh, what did I call it? I called it the Mighty Ducks manga with baseball, something like that. But you know what? I think I was a little, uh, I jumped the gun because as I was reading this, um, I was actually pleasantly surprised as I kept going. So basically, let's let's start from the beginning. So the, the, the manga follows the, I guess the tale of the main character named, what's his name? So bad with him, uh, Koichi. So it follows the, the 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 tale of the main character Koichi, and we see that he's late for his first day of work, and kind of giving a background of his personality. He's very he's rushing, running through the streets, trying to get to work on time, and he passes by a group of kids that are um, a bunch of punks that are that are bullying um, another classmate of theirs. And he's running, he's running along, he's running late for work, he, he looks at them and he says, ah, oh, I, I don't have time to stop for this now, I, I'm, I'm too late, I'm too late, and he runs past them, and then, you know, he gets down the street a little bit and he hesitates and he's like, oh. he, he turns back and he grabs this old lady's bike and, and he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I need your bike real quick, and she's screaming at him and he throws his uh, his necktie as some kind of compensation to her for stealing the bike. And uh, he, he goes back and he basically breaks up the the, uh, the fight and the thugs are about to um, you yeah, know they're threatening to, to kick his ass then and he you know he basically he leaves without getting his ass kicked but at least he he broke up the fight and he, he runs away and I'm really butchering this but he runs away and, and ends up going back to uh, to the school and starts his first day so he gets up in front of the auditorium and they introduce him as uh, the teacher that's going to replace the existing uh, the, the the previous teacher which it's not like this happened from one school year to the next this kind of happened in the middle of a term so uh, it's unorthodox for this to happen in the first place which makes you start to wonder why did the old teacher leave, what happened to him so anyway he, he gets up on stage and he's visibly nervous he's sweating and you know he basically just embarrasses himself by but just being you know kinda too nervous and everybody laughs at him and the next scene that we see is he's in the principal's office he's, he's talking to the principal and the vice-principal and um, he's basically very um, thankful for them giving him this job because of the way things ended at his previous job and they don't get into it right away what happened but the the principal basically says to him um, don't worry I've heard what I know what happened at your previous job and he says don't worry it'll never happen again I, you know I'm, I'm different I'm, I'm focusing on teaching now and what did you do one way
0: but a student what well
1: I'll get into it I'll get into it at the end at the end of the review so he he basically says uh, I don't You know, it'll never happen again. You don't have anything to worry about. And the principal says something very interesting. He says something along the lines of, I hired you to be exactly the teacher that you were at your old school. And Koichi was very shocked to see this, to to hear the principal say this. And you'll find out later why that is. So he goes on to his next class. And on his way to the next class, he gets kind of, how do I put it? He gets into a conversation with the vice principal. And you see that the vice principal is kind of like a hard ass a little bit. And, you know, giving him a hard time for being unprofessional. You were so late. I can't believe you're so late. And I had to lend you a tie. Because he gave his tie to the old lady with the bike. And, you know, teachers are supposed to be on time. You have... You know, you're sloppy, you're sloppy here, you didn't have a tie on, I had to lend you, you need to get your act together. And then as they're walking outside, he notices the kid from earlier that was getting bullied. And he basically, he walks up to him and tries to have a conversation with this kid. But the kid's saying, oh, don't talk to me, I don't want to talk, I'm I'm quitting school anyway. The vice principal, you know, explains to him uh, that they've had issues with... Um, the baseball team, where there was a bunch of first-year students that were, you know, a, a group of first-year students that were bullying second- and third-year students, and apparently it got so bad that a lot of the, the first- and second-year students that were getting bullied are quitting the school. So Koichi's trying to kind of relate to this kid and, and talk to him and, and see what's going on, and this kid really, he doesn't he's not responding to it well, even though Koichi's trying to be, like, you know, the down-to-earth hip teacher. You know, I'm only 24 years old. I'm not that far away from your age. You know, you can relate to me. But, you know, it didn't work on this kid. So, this kid basically, somehow or another, I don't really remember exactly, but somehow or another, this kid ends up mentioning that he's going to be at um, a certain uh, train yard later that night and that he's waiting for the kids that were that were bullying him. So, Koichi takes it upon himself to go and confront the kids that were bullying him, the ones that that he met earlier in the day, and he goes and confronts these kids and these kids are, you know, your typical, you know, high school punk kids who don't, you know, don't respect any authority and they don't want uh, you know, they don't want to have anything to do with this, you know, this fucking teacher who's coming in and, and trying to you know, tell them what to do and everything. But basically, what he does is he's successful in doing one thing. He kind of asserts his. Um, how, how do I phrase
0: it? Kind of asserts
2: it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And while they don't flat out respect him, he intimidates them enough to where the kids kind of convince themselves that they're not going to go to meet that the, the one they were bullying at the train yard. So they're like, oh, this guy, who does this guy think he is telling us what we can and can't do? Fuck him. We're not going to go and, and every, you know, uh, we're not going to go just because he said, we don't feel like going, you know, things like that. You know, basically he he he, he got them to not go, but, uh, you know, they'd never admit it. But anyway, uh, it, came, it came to a very close to a boiling point in that room because he was, you know, the kind of the, the leader of the punk kids who was giving him the most attitude. You know, Koichi kinda went up to him and, and you know was you know very close to getting into a physical altercation with him, but you know, it didn't happen. Fast forward to later on in the chapter where uh Koichi goes and meets up with the kid, um you know, the kid that was getting bullied, and he Koichi says, you know, what 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 were you gonna what were you gonna do? You know, this, this these guys were gonna come and uh you were gonna beat them all up with your baseball bat and and the kid's, you know, he's like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you're talking to? Why, you know, why are you trying to, you know, why are you trying to stick your nose in where it doesn't belong? You're just a teacher. I'm not going to talk to you. And, you know, Koichi, he's, he's really trying to get this kid to open up to him. And he just won't. And the kid threatens him with the baseball bat. And Koichi doesn't back down. He says, if you want to fight me, fight me. Don't use a bat. Bats are for cowards. And the kid... He doesn't want to listen. Or weapons are for cowards, whatever he said. And the kid doesn't want to listen. The kid goes to hit him with the baseball bat. And Koichi does like a freaking roundhouse kick. And kicks the baseball bat out of the kid's hands. And the kid is uh, is shocked that he that this just happened. And then the kid goes to punch him. And Koichi basically takes... He takes a couple of punches from this kid. And... He's trying he's trying not to fight back, not to fight back, but then eventually he he can't take it anymore and he punches the kid back. And the kid gets knocked out for a while. And while the kid's unconscious, Koichi is there and he's saying, Not again, not again. I can't believe you know, I can't believe I did this again. I, I, don't, I don't wanna I don't wanna do this anymore and and basically why he why he got fired from his old job is he? He has a reputation of he takes things into his own into his own hands, and he got into a, uh, a fight with a with a student at his old school, and supposedly beat him within an inch of his life. So, Koichi has has been known to fight with the students physically.
0: So he has an anger
1: management problem, essentially. Well, it, but it doesn't seem that way. It seems like it seems like they push him to it. Like he tries his best not to. He never came off as He wanted things to go down this way. It was more, he, you know, he's not going to sit there and just get beat up forever. He'll fight back eventually, but he tries to resolve things the way a teacher should resolve
0: them. Oh, so he takes the defense of most abusers with, you drove me to it, baby. I didn't mean to hurt you, but you drove me to it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, why do you make me hurt you, baby? But, you know, that's pretty much it. So, when the kid kind of uh, wakes up, I guess he must have uh, smacked some sense into him because he he the kid finally now opens up to Koichi and he starts talking to him about what these guys did to him and basically you know he says that these guys they they beat the shit out of me all the time and you know they ruined my my throwing hand I was I wanted to um, you know I I, I love the baseball team I wanted to go and and you know. Compete at the the uh, Kosien—I'm pronouncing that wrong—but the 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 very famous uh, stadium, the, the Koshen Stadium. Yeah, for for uh, for high school baseball matches, and you know he he wanted to go and, and compete, but now his hands fucked up, and it's going to take a year for for his hand to heal. And you know that year happened is the very critical year for him to to prove himself as a high school baseball player, and you know so. These guys, these punks, they really fucked this kid, and he, you know, it 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 affected his uh, his life. So now, you know, Koichi kind of understands, you know, what what these guys, these punk kids, are are capable of, and you know, he he basically decides maybe what I what I said about the Mighty Ducks is is true after all, because he basically decides to take these bunch of delinquents. And legitimately take an interest in them and try to get them to 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 turn another a new leaf and, and you know restore the, 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 the baseball team and kind of you know lead them to, to glory. So he he agrees to, to take on as in addition to his teaching responsibilities, he he agrees to take on the 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 uh, overseeing the baseball team. I'll become the team advisor. Yes, team advisor. I was looking for the word, but but um, yeah. So, so so then you know I read I read a little bit more after that. I'm not going to get too much into it. I mean, it, it shows him uh, starting you know the next day as a teacher and, and actually teaching a, a class for the for real the first time. And um, it shows you know he, there's a lot there's a little bit more of the confrontation between him and the other punks in the. Uh, the, the 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 punks that that I mentioned earlier, specifically the, you know kind of the 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 lead one. Let me look at his name. I, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, uh, Ania. His name is. So, things come to. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but you know things come to to. There's a couple of uh, boiling points that things come to. I mean Ania is. Um, you know, kind of testing his limits with Koichi, and, you know, there's one point where Koichi is speaking with another uh, faculty member, and all of a sudden, uh, a baseball comes flying through the window, breaks the glass, and almost hits them, and Koichi picks up the baseball, and it looks like uh, something's written on it, He reads, he turns it around, and on there is written just the word, welcome, and in the distance, you could see that it was Ania who threw the baseball, and what's interesting about it is that he threw it from across the, the kind of across the courtyard from the roof of, of an adjacent building. And one thing that Koichi notices is, you know, this kid's got a really good arm to throw that far and with that much accuracy. But um, when later when uh, Ania and Koichi meet after this happened, uh, Ania is expecting that he's going to be, you know, really angry about the baseball and you know, he kind of taunting him, like, hey, yeah, I'm the one who threw that baseball at you, what do you think about it? And Koichi, this could be kind of an area where Koichi could have taken the low road, but instead what he does is, he's like, uh, he asks for a pen from somebody else in the class. He's like, oh, okay, um, yeah, I'll tell you what I think about it. And he writes something on the, on the, uh, on the baseball, and then he turns it over. He says, I believe welcome is spelled this way, isn't it? And he corrects the the spelling of the the word welcome. He he used a, an a instead of an o in the word welcome, and uh, this basically just infuriates uh, Ania because he didn't get a rise out of Koichi, and that that's what I mean by I mean Koichi is trying to, to do things the right way and be that 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 influential teacher that you know everybody knows, but um, you know later on other things happen and you know the 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 series goes on and you know. He eventually he, he becomes the advisor for the baseball team and you know then the the baseball team actually gets um, uh, some mentorship from uh, some of the other faculty members they get a, they get uh, one of the other faculty members that we met earlier becomes the official coach of the team and you know they they you know they start being a legitimate team so that's more or less it I mean what I what I liked about it is coming off the mowie episode I was you know really you know in a bad mood and knowing that the 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 same guy chaos 99 whatever your name is i know you're listening to this uh and it's the same guy who wrote the moe list wrote this list but uh you didn't get me on this one man cuz this one wasn't that bad so
0: He you knew what didn't... he was talking about and so yeah. did you do you still think that the now that's the thing is sports manga isn't like like sports like Reading from Sports Illustrated, it's more about the characters and the teamwork, and I, I like that about Japanese series.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd say you know it. It it, it def- definitely surprised me because I I went into this even even right before, right up until the point where I started reading the manga, I went into this expecting to really hate it, and I'm i surprised that I didn't. So,
0: so out of our five point rating from. Take it to a priest, purify it, piss on the ashes, and burn it. Uh, a typical reading material at your local correction facility. Gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel, okay but forgettable. Borrow from a friend, don't return unless i offer Pocky. Or, really, 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 really fucking cool. What would you give this?
1: I'm giving it Gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. Middle of the road. It's not a bad series, but at the same time, you know, I've read better stuff. I've obviously read worse stuff. But, um... Yeah, I don't think that it's not a bad read. It's not something that I probably think that later on I'd be I'd be, you know, a couple months or years down the road I'd be like, Oh man, that's that was good. I I think I need to go back and re reread that. Whereas, you know, with other uh mangas I've read I think that's the case. So I think a three is fair.
2: Okay.
1: Definitely not bad.
0: And how is the art style in this series? It looks kinda interesting.
1: The art style is actually it was actually pretty good at, to me anyway. Um for me, a big thing with uh, with manga is I need to be able to. I'm very bad with the names, unless I'm reading it for a really long time. So I need to see the the char- I need to be able to identify the characters visually right away. And I didn't have that problem. Of, you know, I didn't have that problem in this one. Whereas in other ones, I've had issues where I read and you know uh, the characters kind of look a little bit too alike, and I can't tell them apart right away. So, that didn't happen. Um, That's pretty cool. That's the the cover looks very so odd the, though. <laughs> the art, eh, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's actually pretty. It's pretty good. Um, they yeah. If you're looking at the same picture I'm looking at, where he's kind of like, it's got making this weird expression with his mouth. Yeah. Like that sounded really bad, but I mean, it, well, the expression he's making it looks like it is the same thing anyway, but. Um, yeah, I- I've noticed that in the manga, like a, a lot of ca- like they'll do that. I don't know if they think that adds emphasis or something. The- I didn't like that, but other than that, I mean, the art was fine.
0: Well, that's pretty cool. Um, uh, hmm. now, <sighs> so that's pretty cool. So, are you thinking about giving other sports mangas a try? If this one was that interesting,
1: maybe depending on the on the sport, how much. I mean, if it was like this. I could see myself giving it more of a shot if it was more into the sports and, you know, heading towards Moe territory, I don't know, but
0: hmm. No,
1: based off of this I I wouldn't I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say I'll I'll never read a manga like this. So.
0: so, with that said, let's get into the manga which I'm going to be reviewing today. Well, as we've mentioned earlier, last episode I spun the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a very, well, controversial series. The reason why it's controversial is that this is one of the series that Yen Press really was into, that they are pushing as their number one really big seller, because most of their stuff, to be honest with you, it's okay, but it pretty much sucks, you know?
3: It's um, There's stuff that's like, a gets a you the
0: Uh, pretty much. I mean, there's some good stuff, but the most of it is Get From Your Crazy Aunt Muriel or stuff you can find at your local correction facility, but they have some few gems, which are really, really, really fucking cool. But, let's get into it. So, this manga is technically a horror, but it could also be an adventure story, and also a survival guide, maybe? And it was originally released by Kotakawa Shoten, and it's currently going to be released this May, actually it's March 2011 by Yen Press, and there's currently six volumes, originally came out in 2006, still coming out, and it's written and illustrated by two brothers, Daisuke and Shoji Saito, two brothers who they've done a lot of stuff together, and the series I'm going to be reviewing is Gekuen Mokushiroku, or Apocalypse Academy, or, as we know it over here and how it's being released, High School of the Dead. Yes, a fucking zombie series. Yep. Zombies? Can you believe? So
3: the zombie stuff lately?
0: I don't know. It's just.
3: Zombies are, are getting so popular all of a
0: sudden. I know. They're becoming the new vampire. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, very true. Really, it's understandable. And also, there is an anime series which is pretty faithful to the actual series. A little bit less graphic, but it's still pretty cool. And let's get into what High School of the Dead is about. Now, like with most of the Dead series it's about the zombie fucking apocalypse something happens we don't know what and suddenly the dead are rising and they're going crazy and killing people now the interesting thing about these zombies are that unlike with the Walking Dead zombies unlike with some of the other zombies these ones don't react to smells or visual contact they react by sound so that's the only way they can identify you so if you see a bunch of zombies and you're there You could theoretically sneak by them if you don't make any noise. So
3: basically, like, you know, Solid Snake would be fine.
0: Well, Solid Snake would be fine in any apocalypse zombie apocalypse, alien apocalypse, the robot apocalypse. He'll be fine. (laughs) But, yeah, and also the other thing is these zombies, their fluid apparently doesn't infect you. It has to be a bite. Okay. So it's not a typical, oh god, he's.
3: Are they. they Are they
0: the typical mindless zombies? Uh yes. They're not like the ones from Walking Dead where they understand rudimentary things. These ones pretty much are they find out that there's a target and then they will attack it, but here's the thing. They have increased strength and increased speed when they see their target. And I mean really strong. Like they get a hold of you, you're a fucked.
3: Like, can't you just, like, pick up a rock and throw it to the other end of the street and then they'll start running
0: over there? They might, but some of them do have, like... I mean, they do have some visual cues. Like, if they see, they hear a noise, they can hone in on it and they'll know, oh, shit, there's someone there, and they'll go after it. But it's they do have some sight, but it's mostly, like... Their main thing is sound. Like, you could sneak by them, but once they notice you, doesn't matter. They, you're fucked. <laughs> Unless you got some heavy artillery. Okay. And this actually opens up... In the thing... Well, there's a little side part, which is the the side story, but we'll get into it. Opens up with our main character, Takashi, kind of musing that before this happened, the night before he stayed up really late, and he didn't expect anything to happen today. Then it goes into the present, and the present is him, his best friend, Ray Miyamoto, who is a girl that he likes, and then his other friend, whose name is... uh, Hirashi Ego are currently barricading themselves on top of a small observatory on the roof of the building. It's like, imagine a raised platform. They're literally barricading themselves on top of this raised platform with a little building on it, and they're freaking out, like, what the fuck are we going to do? And it immediately says, Sophomore, Takashi Komuro, Sophomore, Hirashi Ego, Sophomore. So, alright, it establishes these as the main characters, and they're like, trying, what the fuck are we going to do? When did this happen? How the fuck did this happen? They're trying to figure out what happens, and that goes into a flashback. Because it's showing everything's gone crazy. And the flashback is that Takashi was kind of depressed because of the fact that he liked Rei. Rei was his best friend, and when they were kids, they made a promise that they were going to date eventually, but for some odd reason, she decided to go and date Hisashi. So he's kind of depressed, kind of stressed out, and he walks outside, he's bumming out of class, and he looks and he sees the teachers running out because there's someone shambling at the, the gate. And they go, oh, what are you doing here, you drunk, you can't be here, and the gym teacher's like, yeah, you can't be here, I'll kick your ass, make you go away. And as this guy punches the guy, the female teacher with them notices, hey, his fingers are missing, and immediately, <laughs> guy bites one teacher. He goes into a shock, falls over, and guess what?
3: You just the turns into a zombie
0: right away? Uh, within like five minutes. Oh, wow,
3: that's fast.
0: It's, it's a fast acting whatever it is. So he starts freaking out, and Takashi's like, oh shit. He's watches, he's like, fuck. Runs downstairs, immediately he goes to the classroom and says, Ray, you're coming with me? And the teacher's like, what the hell are you doing? Get out of this class, you shouldn't be skipping. He's like, Ray, come on, we're getting the fuck out of here. And... Meanwhile, Hisashi's like, Hey, why are you doing that? You can't tell her what to do. She's with me. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, fuck this! And she's like, so then both of you come on. They run out and immediately you hear someone on the last speaker saying, Attention, students. Currently there is some strange individuals in the school. Please do not panic. Remain calm and... Oh, God! Help me! (laughs) So, So the school immediately goes crazy and it focuses... They're running away, and they're trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do. Meanwhile, it focuses in on the one that everything's going crazy, and there's this kid who is a very rich, well-to-do girl by the name of Saya Takagi. And she is just kind of... She's wondering, what the hell she's she going to do? what she's going to do? And there's this guy that she's kind of convinced to help her out. And he is madly... He's been in love with her for years, and she's kind of been she treats him like shit but the fact is that this guy she's like well I need someone to help me you you can help me right and he's like okay and so they're barricading in the room and immediately he's wondering what the hell are you gonna do we, we can't fight them and he looks around and he sees a nail gun and this guy uh, Kota is a gun otaku so he immediately looks at it and he's like weighing it in his hand and he's like okay this is a little bit too heavy I need something for a stock aha and he MacGyvers himself a gas powered nail gun to kill the zombies and he's pretty much protecting the girl that he's in love with who kind of treats him like shit. Who's a rich bitch and she says, I am a self-proclaimed genius. She's like the ultimate genius and she grabs a drill and a bunch of other stuff and they go out to fight. Then meanwhile, there's also the nurse of the school. The nurse who is a very well-endowed woman by the name of uh, Shizuka Mirikawa. We'll call her nurse lady. Well, the nurse, she's trying... Of course she's well-endowed. Well, all the girls in this are well-endowed except for, well... A side character but we'll get to her in a bit so meanwhile the nurse and this student are kind of trying to figure out what they're gonna do we're stuck in the lab what are we gonna do and the guy who's with her gets bitten and as he's freaking you gotta run you gotta run this other student comes in the president of the kendo club who is Saiko Bushujima we'll call her Seiko now Seiko immediately sees him sees he's bitten and she goes look I know that, you, that you've that you been bitten, and I know that you're afraid. I don't know you don't want to die like one of them. Because they're called them. They're not called zombies, they're called them. He's like, so I'll r- relieve you of your life. He's like, because that's what a man would do. And you're like, wait, she's a woman. She has tits. Why does she say that? She's very, you know, tomboyish. But she kills the guy okay. with a boken. She's that skilled. So now you have three groups of two. Of oh, four. Well, actually, okay... Anyway, so... Is
3: it like like typical zombies where you have to to get them in the head?
0: Yeah, in the head. And they don't really realize it, so upstairs anyway, as we're going back... Remember how I told you there were three main characters in the opening of the book? Well, that's not really the case, because as they were running upstairs... Hisashi got bit. On the arm. (laughs) So, and he's a guy that looks like in the first scene, he's the guy who kills the first zombie you see. So you think he's gonna be the badass guy. No, he's Fucked. And immediately he goes to Takashi and says, Takashi, look, I'm going to die. Please just throw me off the building right now so I don't turn back into one of them. And he can't do it because it's his best friend. And he's like, I, I... I." So, immediately, Hisashi succumbs, becomes a zombie. And meanwhile, Ray is like, What's Hisashi, you're okay. You're okay. She's in denial. And Takashi's like, I'm sorry to do this, man cracks him over the head with his ba- with a baseball bat he has and immediately he goes down they're stuck up there and she's pissed off like why'd you do that he could have been saved you did it because you wanted to be with me didn't you and, and you know typical girl being stupid and he's like you know what fuck this I'm gonna go over there and kill them you wait here and you'll be fine so he's going to kill himself because he's just pissed off this girl. And immediately when he goes over to jump over the barricade they made, she grabs him and says, No, 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 wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please don't leave, please, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean like that. And so, these you see what's going on between each of these groups and how they're dealing with each of the situations, and they end up hooking up together. All six of them hook up together, and they have to leave the school. And as they're looking around, they see that there's those the mini buses. You know, the ones that you take on field trips. And so the nurse, she's able to drive it. And they run, get in the minibus. And as they're driving off, they see this one teacher with a bunch of students around him. And they're kind of been picking up people on the way to get in the bus. And this teacher, the minute that Ray sees him, she's like, leave him. Just leave him. Because this guy, there's some animosity going on. We don't know what's going on. But she says, look, leave him. Don't take him. Trust me. And... Takashi is like, I can't do that. He's he's a person. If we do that, we will lose our morality. And so he picks up this teacher who is named Kochi Shido. And he is a complete and utter... Well, the minute he gets on the bus, all the teachers are like, thank you, thank you for letting me on. And as you saw him running towards the bus, one of the kids tripped. Now, what's the right thing to do if a kid trips? Logically.
3: Stick him in the face. Uh, oh, you mean you mean they're a zombie apocalypse?
0: Uh, Using the state. Pretty much, that's what he does. He kicks the kid and says, "You're fucked." Throws it at him, and meanwhile, all the students are looking at him like he's a savior. Yet he's, you know, he gives a shit about himself. No one else. And he gets on the bus. They drive out of the school, and they're driving away. And he immediately says, "We need a leader. I should be the leader, and you should listen to me." Because outside, he's immediately religious zealot nut. Like, you know, saying, oh, this evilness which has happened, I could save you because I'm the teacher and I'm the oldest. And immediately, Ray's like, fuck this, stop the bus, I'm getting off. And Takashi, because he does, that's his friend and also he does love her, he says, alright, I'm not leaving you alone, we'll go. They run off and one of the coolest scenes, I think, they're walking and they see a bike which has been down. The guy had been, you know, zombified. They take him out and they look at the bike and immediately, he's like, you know what, come on. And she looks at i like, do you have a license for this? And he's like, you know most high school students drive without a license. Fuck this. So they drive off. So
3: in the zombie apocalypse, she's worried about a license?
0: Her father is a cop. Her father's a police uh, officer, so she's a little bit of a goody two-shoes right now. Oh, other thing. Each one of them is, ar- right. is at this point, each one of them is armed. You have Takashi who has a baseball bat. Ray has this makeshift spear she made out of a broom handle. You have Kendo Girl with her Kendo stick you have Saya the smart girl with a with a hand drill with one of those power drills you have Koto with his nail gun which is modified uh the driver lady she doesn't have anything right now and so you got them going on and So as they're driving off... Trying to get to his house... To see what's going on... Meanwhile on the bus... Crazy guy has gone completely insane... And he's saying all this stuff like... You have to listen to me... And this and that... And meanwhile... Say is like... You know... This guy's fucking out of his mind... We should have went with Takashi... That would have been smarter... Than us dealing with this schmuck... Because they notice... That the way they're driving... The road is packed... The military's going crazy... Like saying... You have to go this way... This road is closed... Because you see... Throughout the panels... Also you see the fallout going on... Like immediately... Air Force One in America... Get the president on there, we're flying him out of here. Meanwhile, you know, China, okay, we're quarantining all the people, we're nuking the areas where we know that there is zombies. London, London is fucked. Paris, Paris looting has gone insane. So you see all over the world everything's going a little bit nuts. It's not just isolated to Japan, which I kind of like. So, either way, phone lines have gone down now because they try calling her dad and it doesn't work out. And they go, immediately, they're on the bike driving, and they see a police car. And immediately, the girl's like, oh, God, we're going to get pulled over because you're not wearing a helmet. he's like, what the fuck? It's like, he wants to be like, bitch, shut up. But she's, you know, he likes her. So they pull over, they go into the police car, and they see. Immediately, he goes, and, you know, he's looking for stuff. He grabs one of those whippet batons, and he pulls out a Smith & Wesson off the cop. And he takes them around. She grabs... Both cops are dead. They were di- they died in a car accident, and so oh. he grabs the Smith and Wesson. She grabs the bullets, and he's like, "How the fuck?" He's like, "How many?" He's looking in there, and she immediately grabs it, loads it for him, and hands it to him because she's like, "Dad used to make me let me play with his gun." There's no
3: uh, there's no shotgun in the card. Usually, cars have
0: shotguns. This is Japan. Oh. J- Japan guns are not as liberal as over here, but later on. So anyway. What happens is that we go back, they're, they're armed, they're driving around, they're looking, they're trying to figure out what's going on. Meanwhile, back at the bus, Saya is realizing this guy's nuts, and she tells him, like?" You, she tells Shido, you know, you're full of shit, we're getting out of here, all of us. And he's like, well, you guys can leave, but the, but the nurse is staying with me. And immediately, Kodo, and oh, I forgot to say, Kodo is a fat guy. He's a fat, he's a fat guy. Who's good with guns. It's awesome. Usually the fat guy is cannon fodder or he's this or he's that. But he is the fat guy. And he's fucking badass when he has a gun in his hand. Otherwise he's a little sniveling prick. But when he has a gun he is... Um, what's a good gun guy? Chuck Heston. He's like Chuck Heston with a pistol. And immediately when this guy says I'm going to take the... Uh, you can't. You can leave but I'm keeping the nurse. He pulls out the nail gun and shoots right by his ear. And says... I didn't mean to miss. Next time it's going in your head. Let her go. So now we have them. They run off. And they end up bumping into the other group. And now it's a group of six of them. And they end up going to her friend's house. Because she says, oh, I have a friend who's really cool. Meanwhile, we zoom over to her friend who's currently at the airport. Her friend is part of the SAS and she is a sniper. And currently in the... Sniper? She's a sniper at the airport. And at the airport things are going crazy. And it's just her and her partner. They're talking and she's just literally shooting people off next time we see her is volume three i think but she's just shooting off she's just shooting off rounds you know keeping the zombies away and they go to her house and her house is literally they have a wall around it so the zombies can't get in there's a hummer and the kids don't know that she's part of the sas they just think that she's oh she's just you know her the teacher's friend and they go in, and then we see a very gratuitous bathroom scene with the four girls all taking a bath. And the guys are kind of like wondering, "Hey, should we go in there and see if there's something terrible scaring them?" It's like, "Nah, I don't think I want to get my ass kicked right now." So they go snooping around the house, and immediately they see a cabinet that's locked. And gun enthusiast boy says, "If you were those guys, uh, a what? If you were those guys, if you were one of those guys, wouldn't
3: you try to like get lucky with the girls?"
0: Well, at this point, you you would think that, but the, the one guy is, the main character, he's a little, he's not a bitch, but what he does, he's indecisive. He gets better, but he's a little indecisive, and also the fact is he thinks about, like, you know, her boyfriend just died, that's kind of fucked up. The girls, on the other hand, they all want, well, we'll get into that in a moment, but so, and the gun guy, he's looking tactically at this, like, we need to find where we can go, what we can do. And as he's searching through the house, he finds the cabinet, and is like, I know what the fuck that is. Uses a crowbar, breaks it open, and a bunch of fucking guns. He's like, there's an AR-10, uh, Ithaca 37, an M1A rifle, a shitload of guns, and he knows exactly what they are, and he is locking and loading. And Takashi's like, how the fuck do you know this? Is it from air guns? And he's like, no, I was in America for a year, and I got trained by a Black Hawk guy. He's just getting ready to do it, and he knows exactly how to set up and whatnot. And from there on, it gets a little bit more involved. They end up having to escape the house because they end up saving a little girl who's being attacked. Her father got killed by accident because he's like looking, look, he's knocking on a door where there's people inside and says, Look, I don't give a shit about me, but please take in my little girl. And he gets kind of violent, yelling. They open the door, stab him. That brings the zombies towards them, and. Takashi, in a very kind of cool scene, grabs a crowbar, grabs the Smith and Wesson, gets on the bike, drives across, past the gate which they set up, and they he goes and saves the kid. Then they get in the Hummer with all the weapons, pick him up, and they drive off. Really cool scene. And so now you have the little girl who's with them and her this dog that was protecting her, and his name is Zeke. So you have, in the group right now, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven members in the group, and each one has their own little thing. If we want to break it down. First off, main character, Takashi, he's the leader of the group. He's kind of been forced into it, but he's good at what he does. Like, he's willing to, at the drop of a hat, he will risk his life to save one of the other ones. So he knows what he's doing. The girl that likes him, Rey, besides the fact she's almost slept with him three different times already. She is one of the fighters. She is good with her spear, and later on she gets a bayonet with the M1... A, so she's cool with that. Then you have Rich Bitch, she's like their tactician, so she's kind of cool with that. She gets a luger. Then Kendo Girl, she ends up getting a katana, so she's just, you know, close hand fighting. And then you have Coda who's just there all around, just give him anything and he will kill anything. And then you have the girls of support, and at one point they're actually thinking about it, and he thinks about it in RPG terms, like, okay, these ones are our fighters, this one's our priest, this one's our wizard. And, it's kinda intriguing. Like, I like But that's just to keep, you know, to show the characters going. But I like the fact that also and the fact, it goes back to Shido, who's now turned... He's letting the kids fuck around and do whatever on the bus, and they'll do almost whatever he says. He's become very charismatic towards them, and, you know, at one point he says, look, this world has all become ruined, and we are going to be saving some refugees. Meanwhile, they're being led into a refugee camp, and he's saying, they're going to control the refugees, because they are the saviors, they are the truth. And one of the guys says, this is bullshit, you don't know what you're talking about. And he's able to convince the the other... Kids in the bus to throw that kid out. Say so, like, just leave him, leave him there to die, and they listen to him because he lets them do whatever they want, including a scene where there's a huge orgy going on, and that it's because he can control them, and and he's very Charles Manson-ish with his just calculating nature. And to be honest with you, he's a fucking prick, and I hope he dies. But he's such a good villain that I want to see him stay. Also, now. I'm all good. Yeah, like all good villains, I mean I still want him to get it I still want him to get fucking shot in the face with the nail gun, but still. Overall, I dig yeah. this all right. Overall, I like the art style on it. It's a little bit too much at times with the boobs. I mean, it's cool to see fan service, but this pushes it a little bit too far. Just a little bit I mean How
3: could you com- how could you complain about that? That's
0: awesome stuff. No 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 no. There is awesome fan service, then there is blatant straight up way too fucking much. And there are some scenes when it's way too much. Like I don't wanna see a panty shot when there's four zombies going who are drawn grotesquely going to kill this girl within a foot. It's kinda of like this doesn't work. I mean like the scene when they're in the house and you know the only clothes she has is the her bra and the her bra, her panties and an apron. That looks hot. That works. But when you're in the middle of a zombie fight and, you know, you see her it's it just didn't work. It was kinda of a little off. But the story I'm kind of digging. I like zombie stories, which is kind of weird because I'm thanaphobic. But I happen to like the zombie apocalypse stories, and this one is pretty good. I'm, I like where it's going. And the fact is, my favorite character is Coda. And one of the cool things about him, which I found out, is the fact that his name, Coda Hirano, does that name sound a little familiar to you, Cal? Yeah, it does. Yeah, he's, ba- he's based off the guy who made Helsing. So that's why he's... So is like an homage? F- it's an homage or a parody, because he's completely batshit crazy. Mm. And I like that he's really badass. He, he is pretty... Well, he's, he's really cool. I like him a lot better than... I mean, I like the main character. He's not bad, but I like him more. Just because Coda, I mean, he's, he gets shit on in the series. Because the girl he likes eventually says, You know what? You've been protecting me, and thanks, but I don't want to be with you. And then the girl, he falls in love with the cop later, She ends up, he ends up having to dust her. Because she gets... She's almost going to get bit, and she says, look... protected. She no. She's surrounded, and she set, screams to him, I don't want to become one of them. And he has to take her out.
3: That's I think, a pretty powerful scene. Like, why wouldn't he at least try to get them
0: first? No, because no, there was no... He didn't have the ammo, he didn't have the time, and it was either take her out, or she's going to become one of them. And he loved her that much. But he is, I think... He's going to snap, and then the main character's going to snap, because they're right there almost on that they are on that knife's edge where one push either way is going to either drive them nuts or they're going to kill themselves. They're right there. And the main character, well, he's got his pick of the girls, because all of them apparently want him. So, But that's always... It's like a its like a weird, strange, harem-esque zombie manga, rather. And I actually am going to legitimately pick this up when it comes out, because it is pretty cool. I mean, it's not super good, but it's pretty good. I mean, for my rating, I'm definitely going to have to give it a... Borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky, because it is that cool. It just sucks I have to wait so long for it to come out. And don't worry, I am pimping out Gen Press. You should go reserve it now. I've actually done that. But... And watch the TV on... Because Sentai Films released it over here. It's on the Anime Network also. Watch it. It's pretty cool. Pretty intriguing. And... Well... What can I say about this series? Oh... That's one thing I forgot The gun detail is insane It is gun porn They literally will show the object and even say This is an M16 mark blank blank It was created here It has this many rounds And this is how you use it And every weapon they get They literally go through how to use it It's like okay You have an Ithaca Four shotgun Alright It holds four rounds You pump on the bottom Pump You pump The handle Fire Pump Fire Pump Fire Then to reload At the bottom It's, it's pretty fucking cool But, either way, anyway, we're getting a little off topic. This is just a precursor because originally I didn't think I was going to get this because I thought it was going to come out during the, uh, what is it called, when we did Walking Dead, but I guess that's going to be an entirely separate episode, you know? Either way, we should get into, well, besides that, before we get into the final part of the episode, we would like to say that this is our Thanksgiving episode, ironically, because Thanksgiving is tomorrow, so, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And also And before that Also remember Next week is my birthday Send me birthday wishes uh two sixty five zero eight four six two Or email me at Zan at Spirekin dot com You can email Cal at
3: at Spirekin at gmail dot com
0: And do you have any wishes For anyone for Thanksgiving Beforehand Or anything you want to say For everyone oh,
3: yeah. Happy Thanksgiving To all of our U.S. fans And to all of our International Think of the American Mamba Review when you eat whatever meal you're going to eat on the Thanksgiving. And I hope everybody gets good Black Friday deals and or Cyber Monday deals.
0: Yes, and remember, for those of you who are trying out Four loco, don't drink the watermelon one. It is gross. Yeah, I don't
3: really... I don't get it. What is that, that stuff? I've never had
0: it. Um... Deke it, and it's literally... Imagine... Jolt Cola mixed with vodka. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, pretty gross. I agree. Anyway. So we should get to that part we've all been waiting for, so... Okay. I guess that's it. I mean, kind of long review. I mean, it's one of our typical hour-long episodes, I think. Yeah, it is past an hour. Holy shit. Yeah. So... Guess we should get to that point we've all been waiting for. You guys know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that one. (laughs) That only... The Wheel Wheel of of Manga! Manga. Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. Except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a prize wheel which we've requisitioned and changed for our own purposes. The actual origin is too mystical and strange for any mortal being to understand. But it has ten slots on it. And what we've done is we've assigned ten different manga to each of the list of manga. Now... What we're gonna do is we're gonna spin the wheel of manga. Whenever it lands on that's what we're reviewing for the next episode of the Spyrokin manga review. So, since so we're gonna have you spin first, Cal. All right.
2: All right.
1: Let me spin right now.
0: (laughs) Oh boy. No. Okay. it's, It's not that bad. Don't worry about it. It's that series. Well. You got a number seven.
1: Man. (sighs) Alright. Naruto. Okay. You know what? I've I've seen this all over the place. I have no idea what the fuck it's about, but it's like, it's everywhere.
0: Okay, and most of your anime cred and manga cred has gone down the shitter. But, hey.
1: I've never seen it. I've never seen
0: it. It's a pretty interesting series, and it's kind of addictive. A lot of people do like it in the manga.
1: Maybe I'll like it. I don't
0: know. Well, well, the manga has no filler, unlike the anime series, so that's a good thing. So, you might like it a lot. You never know. If I see you start wearing the headband, I will have to slap you, though. I'm telling you this now. <laughs> I will uh, slap you now. So, let's get into what I'm reviewing in the next episode. So, let me spin the wheel of manga. Ooh, number three... I've been waiting for this series for a while, and I'm kinda happy about it. So in the next episode of the Spark and Manga review, I'm going to be reviewing well, an old school series by Kia Ashimaya. And what series am I talking about? I'm talking about that intriguing steampunk series. You can even say it is more uh, cyberpunkish. And I'm talking about Steam Detectives. Kinda cool. Not that bad. So next episode, we're going to be talking about ninjas and steampunk. It's kind of different. Well, actually, you're taking a couple of weeks off, so when we come back, you'll talk about Naruto. That gives you time to read all the insanity. Am I going to like this? Um, Actually, before the hype, I actually did dig Naruto a lot. It wasn't that bad of a series. It's a typical shonen series with the power creep of character fights an adversary that's stronger than him, gets his axe kicked, gets a new ability, so on and so forth, wash, rinse, and repeat. But there's a lot of sex jokes, a lot of comedy, and it's not a bad series. It was just overhyped, in my opinion. But, hey, this is your review of it, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, so I think that's it for this episode. It was kind of fun, a little different, and a little crazy, too. Especially with that very long... Well, we talked a while about the Green Lantern Trail and all the movie stuff.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I... It's the banter. People like the banter.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And also the 100 meg files. Gives them stuff to listen to every episode. So, yeah. I guess that's it for this episode of the Spyrokin Mong Review. As you can check the show notes for all the information. And remember, we still have that contest going up for design. A picture of Neil Patrick Stewart and his black manservant. (laughs) Man, that's freaking... That's an old. That's old at this point. What should we make? Why haven't Why haven't you
1: submitted anything yet, you people?
0: Yeah. Come on. We have manga to give out. Come on. That's not bad. That's not a bad deal. I mean, do we have to change it to something new? It's kind of hard to come up with something new. Well, fine. Next episode, we'll come up with something new.
1: Oh, Neil Patrick Stewart needs to be reading a manga.
0: Yes, and also we forgot the most important part, which is in the. <laughs> he
1: could be reading a manga, in, like you know, in a freaking. Masterpiece theater style setting With his pipe and his fireplace And the bookcase And, and the black and
0: white butler And, and the and to top it off The one thing we did forget The painting on the wall Of the major and police girl Fighting in mud
1: <laughs> Yeah there we go
0: And it has <laughs> Yes it has to be able to be put on the website
1: So So basically to to, to the Spirican listeners I have this to say Make it so Ha
0: <laughs> ha Yes, and before I forget last thing, remember you can call us at our voicemail at 206-350-8462. That again is 206-350-8462. And without further ado... Uh, I'm Cal. And this is Zan, and we are Gonsville. See you next time. Thanks for listening.